Good afternoon and welcome. This is Nathan Peterson again with Wales Baptist Church, and I just would like to say uh, I pray that y'all are doing well. I pray that everyone's staying healthy, and um, like you know, Chris has mentioned and other people mentioned, it's everybody's being missed being around each other. Um, I guess I'm somewhat lucky. I get to go around it and meet people every now and again, delivering DVDs and stuff, and so it's uh, it's been nice seeing people that way, but I still miss seeing everybody. Um, Today, I, I would just like to do a short message um, out of Romans 8, and we'll be reading uh, 26 through 38, about um, five ways God's love protects us. And uh, we, we always know that God loves us and that He's always there for us. But in this passage, I see just five ways how God has shown His love for us to protect us, his children, in times like this. Uh, before we uh, read and get started, let's just say a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your many blessings, God. I thank you for your son, God, who died on the cross for, for my sins, for, for everyone's sins, God. I'm thankful, God, for your love enough to, through trials like we're going through now, God, I, I'm thankful that you're there to, to be with us every step of the way, God. You're a good God. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Like I said, we're going to be reading out of uh, Romans 8 and we're going 26 through 38. I'm not going to read the passage first. I'm going to read and uh, as we go through it, kind of break it down a little bit where I see how God's love for his children, for his elect, is um, protecting us even in times like this. Okay, we're going to start reading in verse 26 of Romans chapter 8. In the same way, the Spirit helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The first thing we see is that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. You know, we on our own strength can't do it. We can't, we can't get to God on our own strength. We can't get to um, just communion with God. We can't do nothing without that Spirit in us. So the first thing we see is the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Number two is, we're going to read verse 28 29. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become, to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these who we justified, he also glorified. The second way we see how God's love um, protects us in times like this is we're part of God's family. We, when we became children of God, when Christ um, entered your life and you repented of your sins, you became that child of God. You became a, a member of God's family. We are you know, his adopted children. 
You know, in verse 29 it says, Those he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And then, and these whom he predestined, he also called. And these, those he, whom he called, he also justified. We're justified with God because we're his children. And uh, we're justified through Christ, which we'll see here in a little bit. The third thing we're going to see is God delivered his son for our sake and will justify us. Verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. If God is for us, who can be against us? He didn't even spare his own son, but delivered his son for us all. If Christ is willing to sacrifice his son for us, don't you think he'll protect us through this? Don't you think that you know, through his son that we'll be justified? God's love isn't something that we should take for granted to think that it's only going to be a ticket to heaven. God's love protects us now. God's love takes care of us now during these times of uncertainty and with um, all the chaos you see in the politics and... Um, just the world just going crazy. They have a form of God that you see them um, going to, but you don't see them going to God. The fourth thing that we see is, again, Jesus intercedes for us through the death, burial, and resurrection. We're going to read in verse 34 of Romans chapter 8. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also, who also intercedes for us. You know, we, we just, just celebrated the Easter season, you know, celebrated the resurrection of Christ. And that's so important because if Christ didn't come, if he didn't die, rise again, and be there sitting at the right hand of the Father, we'd have no hope. We have a Christ, a Savior, who is there interceding for us right now. He took the sacrifice that we deserved. All the sin that we do daily, Christ took that upon Him on the cross. He took that payment for us, and He's up there standing for us, justifying us right now. We don't have to worry about what the world thinks of us. We don't have to worry about what, um, how we're going to get through certain things, how, how this demographic may think of us as far as what are they going to think if we meet, you know, if they see Christians meeting together. I'm not saying we're meeting together anytime soon. I know they're talking about it. But, you know, you're seeing in New York where, you know, it's one, one group of, of religion, is, it's okay to meet, but then you're seeing other groups of religion, it's not okay to meet, you know. But we just got to understand that we don't have to worry about what other people here think. Christ is there interceding for us right now. 
this what we're going through is temporary. And um, just trust in God. Trust in God's love and rely on God's love that He has for you. The fifth thing that I see is in um, verses 35 through 36, and we're getting right towards the end. Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. Okay, verse 35. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Just let's, let's read that. Will tribulation, or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword? Will that separate us from the love of Christ? Just as it is written, just as it is written for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. You know, the, the, the tribulation, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, the peril of the sword. It sounds like a lot that's going on in our world right now. You know, we, we see the, the trials and the, the persecution of Christians and the famine that's going on. You know, now they're talking about a possible food crisis in the United States. You know, they're saying the, the, the food thing is broke. The food chain is broken. And they're talking about this. Even if we have a shortage of food, even if we have tribulation, even if we have distress, even if we have persecution, will that separate us from the love of Christ? No. You know, I, I like verse 36 where it says, just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. That verse is taken from uh, Psalms 44:22. That's where he's referring back to. And it's a group of people who are uh, going through a lot of stuff. And then they said those words, For your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. They understood the sovereignty of God. They understood that God's in control of everything going on in their life at that moment. And they said, For your sake, we are being put to death all day long. God's in control. God's sovereign. He is not blindsided by any of this mess going on. But you know what? God still loves you. He's still there to protect you. We have Christ to intercede for us. We are part of God's family. We can get through this. And then we're going to read verse 37 and uh, 38. But in all these things... We overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, we see that, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of weakness in the heavenly places. You know, I love the first part of that in verse 37, but in all things we are overwhelmingly conquerors or what most people's translation they read it as more than conquerors you know that's a it's a compound greek word more than conquerors which means to overconquer or to conquer completely completely without any real threat we're not just more than conquerors we don't have a threat there's nothing that can stop us there's nothing that's going to keep get us to the point that god's love won't get us through it we are more than conquerors and then you see in verse 38 where it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
that's you know the the fallen angels, the demons, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the powers meaning the the governing authorities, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in this in the heavenly places. We're not fighting something that we have to worry about down here. We're fighting something that's taken a battle's taken place already and been won, but it's a battle that Christ will be the ultimate justifier in. Christ will be the ultimate judge in. And Christ will take care of that. You know, all those who are not part of God's elect, who are not God's children, who are not brothers and sisters with Christ, they will be punished. The wickedness will be taken care of, and we don't have to worry about it. I just want to end with Romans 5, 8 through 11. I know most of you probably have it memorized by heart, uh, especially the first verse. But Romans 5, 8 through 11. God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. God demonstrated his love towards us, how Christ died for us. And when Christ died for us, when he left us, what did he leave us? He left us that Holy Spirit who intercedes with us, like we see in the first point. And when you become a, a, a follower of Christ, when you repent of your sins and you, and you trust in God, you're part of that family. We are God's children, and he will take care of you. God delivered his son for our sake to justify us. You know, he's sitting up there right now at the right hand of the Father, justifying for us, interceding for us. He did all that because he, of the death, burial, and resurrection. If he didn't do all three of those things, we'd have no hope, but our hope is in Christ, and our Christ right now is interceding for us. I say it over and over again. It probably sounds like I'm just rambling, but Christ is interceding for us. And And the last thing, nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. That's it. Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. I'm so, so when days get rough, and I even have bad days where I sit there think, how are we going? You know, sometimes I'll be thinking, what's going to happen next? Will 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 coronavirus just wipe out this part of the country? You know, even though I think it's blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, well, you know, that worry starts to seep into my mind. But in the end, and the thing I have to keep reminding myself, I have to keep telling my children, it doesn't matter. This isn't our world. This is just a temporary place. God is in control. God is sovereign. And that's it. And if you don't have peace with that, if you don't um, know for certain if you're a child of God, then there are people here who are willing to help talk to you and show you, you know, walk you through Scripture, what it means to be a child of God. 
and what it means to be a part of God's elect. Because we don't have to live in fear. We shouldn't live in fear. Our, our battle's been won. We're just going through the motions right now as far as we got to finish the race. It's not over until we take our last breath or as it's look at Christ come soon. You know, that should be your prayer. Your prayer should be, Lord, come quickly. And if that's not your prayer, you know, I pray you, you um, just get close to God. Read his word and let his words burn in your heart. I love you. Like um, many have said, I, I miss, miss everybody. Um, I know everybody thinks I'm the grumpy old man that st- sits upstairs and always looks mean. I'm really happy all the time. I love being at church. I love seeing people. I love talking to people. Um, I just pray everyone's doing well. And I, I look forward to the day that we can meet together again as a church family and just a fellowship together and uh, just uh, enjoy that familyhood that we have in Christ. All right, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day, God. I just thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your son, God, and him dying on the cross for our sins, God. I just thank you, God, for loving us the way you do. We're so unworthy, God, so undeserving. But because of your son, God, we're justified. He's interceding for us all the time, God. And I'm thankful for that. Lord God, I pray you just be with my church family, God. As it's, um, I just pray for their, their health, for their safety. Um, but God, I just pray for peace, God, for them. That no matter what they're going through, whether it be financial, physical, whatever, God, I pray that they grasp your love, God. I pray that they hold on to your love, God. And know that you're in control, you're sovereign. Nothing will happen unless you allow it, God. I long for the day, God, that we can just not have to worry about this, God. And I pray that you just uh, just give my church family this peace, God. Lord, I love you. I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.